Hola, hola, welcome to Mika Podcast and good beginning of the week for everyone. Today we have an amazing guest. I really admire her job and I resonate with every word that she says. And she's Antonia, she's from Bulgaria, she's a health coach. We spoke about intuitive eating, how to learn to listen to your body, uh, diet culture, beauty standards, all these things. So if you are interested about it, I recommend you this episode. Hola, hola, Antonia. Hi, how are you? Hi, good. Thank you. Um, welcome to Mika Podcast. Thank you. <laughs> Antonia. <laughs> so, okay. So, um, so you, you're now living in Valencia and, yes. and you live in Dubai and, yeah. and, and you travel the world and, My first first question come is directly how your journey started for you with your with with all like right now you're a health coach. Yeah, But that's right. Where where did everything started for you? Everything started in 2016 with one short article. I read an article on um, well at that time it was called low carb high fat diet which is now something like keto or maybe with a little bit more carbs but still a very low carb diet and mm -hmm. um, I I can't say that I had any issues with my health or with my weight at this time but I felt so fascinated in this diet so-called Uh, would allow me to eat all the foods that I really loved and enjoyed all my life because I had tried different diets to this day and I just felt awful when I was on a diet. I felt like I wanted to eat more, like I couldn't live on restrictions. The The minute I, I would tell myself, okay, I'm going on a diet, it felt like hell. I would think oh about my God. food all the time. I and resonate so much with you with that because it happens exactly the same every time i started in, in a diet mm -hmm. i wanted more food or i crave more that food or i ate um at the end of the day i was overeating and i used to like because i like uh, planners and i remember i said to myself okay the next five days i'm not gonna eat bread yeah. let's say And I second day I was eating a lot of bread, a, lo a lot of bread, and and I didn't understand that restriction actually make me to desire more these foods, make me more aware of that food in specific. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Restriction starts playing tricks on your mind, and you start thinking about that particular food all the time, or everything that's not you're not supposed to eat, or that's not allowed, and That's why I really don't like any restrictive diets. But at this time, because it's still a restrictive diet, but because it allowed me to eat the foods that I loved, I said, okay, I'm going to give it a try for two weeks. And I usually like to say those two weeks are still going. But to be honest, uh, in those last 15 years, I've 
changed my dad a lot. But that's how it all started. It was the first step for me. And what was very interesting is that in this particular article, there was um, part of uh, Dr. Otto Warburg's work on, oh, he's done a lot of work on cancer research. And to me, it was like, um, this is the uh, the proof that you're going to be doing something for your health, that you're going to be living uh, in a way so that you're going to prevent eventual sickness. I was 22 at this time, so I didn't even think about sickness, but it was very interesting to me. And it still is to this day, everything related to cancer and cancer prevention. Okay, that's so interesting. Um, yeah. I resonate so much with your work because uh, for me, everything started when my dad died. He died and I didn't know how to process my feelings. And I wanted to ask you about emotional eating because I know you speak about that. And. So I didn't know how to process my feelings and I was, I just decided to eat. And mm -hmm. in one year I gained 20 kilograms when I was 14 years old. And from that moment, my journey started. And I think it took me probably 10 years or more to, to deal with that because every time I was anxious, I just went to the fridge to eat. Yeah. And what do you think about emotional eating? Is that, is it normal or is it for people like me in my case that I had a traumatic experience when I was a child? Uh, I read a lot on emotional eating, especially lately, because I meet so many people who have it. And when a customer, when a client comes to me and says, I want to lose weight, first question that I have is have you heard of or do you have any form of emotional eating because most of the time it's not the weight that's the problem it's something there's an underlying problem if if we talk about emotional eating and what I've learned so far is emotional eating can be triggered by a few things one of them for sure can be a traumatic experience that like the one that you've had and it's also very uh, interesting that it happened to you when you were in your teens, because this is when our brains are not really developed. And those regions of the brain that actually are responsible for, for us making healthy food choices are very fragile, if I can put it this way. And um, right now I'm reading a book, oh, which is, well, it's not on emotional eating, but it explains very well how how the brain works it's called brain over binge i recommend it to anyone who would be interested and um, yeah in this book it's explained it could be triggered by an emotional by by a traumatic experience it could be triggered also by extensive dieting in my case it started because i was on this diet for years and the thing is i felt great on this diet i really did and i actually reached my weight goal not that i not that i needed to lose weight but you know for a young girl you're always very conscious of your of the way you you look and but yeah what it did to me was i because i had deprived my body for so long of mm -hmm. an entire food group i didn't eat any carbs it started to take a toll. It started to, you know, I had to pay a price. And afterwards, I started to have those binges where I would eat 
a lot of carbs because I was missing them. And yes, there are many, or a lot of research that says that we don't actually need carbs. But mm-hmm. to be honest, I think for our brain health, we do need carbs. And it's not about eating lots of chocolates or donuts or sweets that we love. It's about giving our body the healthy types of carbs here and mm-hmm. there. I'm I'm still a, a firm believer that we don't need that much carbs. And it's part of the um, cancer prevention diet. We don't really need that much carbs, but for the sake of our brain health, for the sake of our mental health, yeah. we, we actually do. It's so interesting because it looks like uh, the whole body is a network. Everything yeah. is so well connected. And sometimes cars are just part of our beautiful memories from childhood. And sometimes we need that. I think our brain is extremely smart and is telling always our body is telling us what we need. Yeah. And But listening to our bodies, that's another another. Um, um how can I say it like it's really difficult to learn to listen to your body before for example for me um it's so new I can't believe it like uh last year until last year I couldn't really listen to my body I was always trying to lose weight and also I didn't need it but uh when I arrived to Bulgaria I come from a Latino culture where women need to be uh curvy um but yeah. like small waist and every like oh god i come from this place where uh my family were all the time telling me to dress more feminine to um maybe to fix this or you know and and then i came here and the standard the beauty standard is different it's more slim yeah. and 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 then i wanted to be more slim and but something i I could observe in myself is that I was always hungry. No matter if I ate food, I was so hungry. And I saw my husband uh, eating and I remember seeing him and he finished half of the plate, let's say, and he was satisfied and he finished yeah. like in the, in the halfway. And and I asked him, why you're, were you not finishing your plate? And he said, well, I'm full. And I didn't know what full means because yeah. I could eat everything <laughs> And and I was so hungry and it was probably because maybe, I don't know, my body, there is something probably, you know, that what happened to me. But once I start eating, like I went all in, I don't know if you not know this term, but I just decided to eat everything I wanted. No matter yeah. if it was 3000, I don't know how many calories I ate at the beginning. I just said everything for a few months and I gained around 10 kilograms but the the good thing is that um I could my hormones came normal so I finally got pregnant and my health returned and then after my pregnancy I observed that my body no matter what I ate even if I eat less my body stayed in a in a comfort like place of Mm -hmm. like I couldn't gain or or lose weight I was just there for a few months and now that I am eating intuitively I lost some weight and I don't know how it even happened yeah it's just that I guess you're finally tuned in with what your body needs yeah and what do you think about the people who are always hungry and they they probably had enough calories of the day but they're still hungry yeah. do you think there is a problem with nutrition there 
Um, there might be. I think it's a very complex picture, so we gotta look at it from you know every corner. But uh, when I was listening to what uh, you just said, uh, first of all, I can relate because when I was living in Dubai, it's the same. The culture is different. They like more curvy women, and everyone is curvier than in Bulgaria. When I went back, I I felt like oh, I'm I'm fat here. I'm the piggy. Yeah, <laughs> I don't fit in. But it's a good thing that. I, at this time, I had the amount of awareness that I just didn't care. I mean, um, you, you don't feed your body to fit a culture. You feed it because it needs to be fed. But, yeah, for young girls, it's very hard because you just mm-hmm. look around and you have to find a way to, to fit in and to be like everyone else. And it's different and it's difficult for some people. Like, uh, you're asking me if it's a... Yeah, if it's a nutrition problem, it could be, but um, I think it's it's both. It it can start from the physical world, like you haven't properly nour- nourished your body for a long time, and mm-hmm. it needs to take what it needs. It it needs to, you know, it, at some point it's going to compensate. So if you're, if you've been on a diet for a long period of time, at some point it's going to take its toll. It's going to just, you're going to lose control over food and you're going to compensate because the body always gets what it needs mm-hmm. one way or another. So if we starve it, well, chances are we're not going to binge on healthy foods afterwards. We're going to eat whatever is in front of us just because our bodies are hungry. So it's always good to, you know, do it with awareness and eat the right foods. Um, I think what I've noticed is many, many women, especially in Bulgaria, because I'm still very connected to this culture, they eat less than their bodies need. And this is what actually causes emotional eating later on in their lives. And something that is very common, they don't eat enough protein. Now, when I say protein, some people imagine meat and eggs. It can be protein from any source. I mean, real Uh food protein, whole food protein. But we really need it and we actually need it at every meal. And some women, a lot of women in Bulgaria tend to eat only salad or, you know, a croissant, something like that, which does not give them the right nutrition to start with. And then when you have a, your whole life or half of your life, you've been eating this way, then problems all of a sudden start and you don't know how it happened, but it's because mm-hmm. the body compensates and then one day it just says, now I need to take it back. And yeah, it can be from... Uh, on one hand, it's a nutrition problem, but on the other hand, it's yeah, all of what you just said, the culture, what we see around us and what we perceive yeah. as normal. I don't know if I am right with this um, statement, but I feel that our bodies are um, in another time with, if we compare our bodies and societies, our yeah. bodies are very much in the evolutionary line. So their bodies know what they need to survive, to reproduce, uh, to keep us going, and basically to survive. But um, outside of our bodies, uh, there is society. And the diet culture is everywhere, everywhere, everywhere. And and then we don't know how to synchronize these two elements 
the, the body as a natural form that has needs and society, how to please, as you said, how to fit inside uh, society. And, and that's my next question. Um, how do you think we can navigate this diet culture world? Uh, for example, for a teenager um, where she sees everyone dieting, their moms or their relatives, and in the school, um, the dieting is also a normal thing or eating disorders. And if you're not enough skinny, then you're not enough beautiful. Or, you know, if you don't fit with these beauty standards, then you are maybe um, you will have less chance to be accepted. So how do you think we can navigate this and process that? And, and how can we decide what to choose for our bodies or to respect our bodies? Yeah, I think what you mentioned earlier, that connection between, uh, you know, learning how to listen to your body, that connection between body and mind, it's very, it's it's completely broken, to be honest, because uh, what I, how I like to put it is we, we tend to put what we know in, in our brains in the way of what our bodies know. And that's a battle because we're always in our head we're always in our brain like i'm going to give you a very simple example i, I i've had people say a, a woman a pregnant woman who's read a lot on vegan diets and she's decided a year ago that she wanted to become vegan because it's healthy and blah 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 i, I don't have anything against vegan diets but i really if someone wants to do it i really want to make sure or i really want them to make sure that it's the right thing for them because sometimes mm -hmm. you decide to do it because you've read that it's good but you yeah. haven't really listened to your body's feedback so that same woman she got pregnant and she started dreaming about steak and you know meatballs and all kinds of sausages and she was extremely tempted but then she wanted to rationalize it and said Yeah, but that's the baby talking. That's not me. No, actually, this is what we call feedback. If you're dreaming about steak, if you're, if you're constantly, you know, your mouth is watering around sausages, it means you're deprived. Your body's telling you something and you have to listen. And it's very hard because if you've made a decision, you've read on the subject and you've decided for yourself, that's the right thing for me. It's very hard to convince what your brain knows is actually wrong for your body. That's, yes, that can be a big challenge. Absolutely. I agree with that. I was vegan for five years. Um, more from ethical uh, reasons, I become vegan. And I remember saying i am not going to eat any animal in my life because i respect animals uh but then after five years i noticed that my health went very bad like i yeah. i didn't have my period anymore i my my skin my my nails everything was looking really bad and i thought i was a good vegan because i tried to put a lot of protein i i took the pills the b12 and mm -hmm and everything and I started researching because um, my ex-partner uh, he is uh, from Netherlands and he's also vegan and I noticed as well his mental health was changing and then I yeah. started researching about blood uh, type and uh, our ancestors what did they eat and how that affected our DNA and I observed that uh, for him um, as a Dutch um, person of course his uh, ancestors um 
come from uh, this part of the world where they eat mostly bread and milk and eat, um, meat. And that's why he had some problems with his brain. Eventually he got uh, depression and problems. In my case, my ancestors, because I'm more mixed, I my part of my ancestors are native. So they ate a lot of fish and a lot of omegas. Okay. Etc. So that that is important for our diet. So once I started eating what my ancestors usually ate, I also start feeling way better. Mostly my my mental health. Yeah. I don't know how this it changed, but like my hormones in my my I, like I wasn't that sad, or I was more happy, more active. And when I got pregnant of my little half Bulgarian baby, uh, <laughs> all I wanted to eat was uh, Iran and juniors <laughs> and i always wanted to eat juniors everything needed to be in a junior and now that i i know anna sofia is uh, 14 months old 15 um uh, she loves bulgarian food she doesn't like uh, much colombian or fruits like my diet it looks like something inside her dna go uh, yeah. gravitates more to bulgarian foods um to to, to this and so I, I needed to eat what my body was asking because I know that I never eat that but the baby somehow influenced but also my body needed somehow to compensate so I just follow my instinct and I ate chicken and fish and everything I needed and the pregnancy was really good yeah you've you've learned how to listen to your body and that's just priceless yes I I was concerned about my pregnancy so I, I decided that I needed to learn that and now that I am not pregnant I am like before I had a reason to listen to my body was the baby inside me yeah. now I am like after graduation now <laughs> okay <laughs> figure it out yourself and this is a new thing for me to listen to my body and not think about calories because I I really was obsessed about how many calories I was eating in yeah. the day I think it's a great thing that you've uh, searched in uh, intuitive eating because for someone who has been dieting a lot and has counted calories and has been obsessed with that, intuitive eating is the greatest next step. Like I wouldn't recommend it to someone who has maybe 50, 40 kilos to lose. And uh, I say that with all my love. Like the first thing that I... I am about to self-love but then again if you are really obese then it's it's not healthy for you to have 50 50 kilos overweight weight so if someone knows that they need to lose weight a lot of weight and they haven't done anything in their life I wouldn't say intuitive eating is the right first step they just need to start with whole foods it's that simple but for someone who has been dieting a lot that's the great mm -hmm. first step to just uh, repair this connection between mind and body and what the body needs and start listening to your body because uh, it can be really hard one thing that maybe people who are still looking and don't know if they're on the right way one thing that can help is have you started to see the results to ask yourself have you started to see the results that you actually want if if it's to lose 20 kilos because you've been obese for half of your life have you started to lose weight but not two kilos three kilos maybe five ten because two three kilos doesn't really mean it, anything or are you you know going in circles because if it feels like you're going in circles 
then I'm only guessing you've started another diet or regimen mm-hmm. that's just something you believe or you've heard or, or you've read might be good for you, but it's not actually good for your body. And yeah, so I yeah, just so... want to challenge people mm-hmm. to keep looking like you've kept looking mm-hmm. until you found what worked for you, because it's very hard. I've listened to those stories, how people went vegan, then went back. But I am only guessing it's very hard if you if you've been convinced to become vegan, no matter the reasons. And then you you have to somehow go back. I believe it's very hard and it mm-hmm. really takes a lot of awareness. Yeah, and it's so interesting what you're mentioning. Dieting is like a short-term solution, like a fast food. Yeah. You also mentioned it in your posts. It's like something quickly, but at the end doesn't give results. And I notice people uh, always checking their weight, um, but there is so many factors with the weight. No? It can be water retention. It can, you know, and it's like short-term, but arriving to the intuitive eating spectrum is like a long-term situation in which you learn how to keep your body in a healthy weight for long run right is that true yeah yeah it's uh, just learning how to live with food and how to heal this relationship and escape this dieting culture because diets you can't be on a diet for the rest of your life it's not sustainable and when you go from a dieting culture to or or from one diet to another and you finally discover intuitive eating that means that you're breaking free from dieting you're you're finding a way to keep a healthy weight and make it sustainable for the rest of your life that's so amazing that's something i recommend to every person in the planet to have a i think that's the only way that's one of the main reasons to or the only way, no, one of the ways to have a balanced life. And I want to ask you, what's the first step to find you? Uh, who is a candidate for you to uh, guide them in this process? Uh, well, I usually work with women around 35, uh, 45, who have, most of them have children, but, you know, kids are already old enough so that they have a little bit time for themselves because uh, to be honest it's very hard to work with someone who has just had a baby and they I know what happens in the brain of a of a new mother you you're all about the baby and you don't have time for yourself so this need that you you need to take care of yourself it has to be present and you have to be aware of that need and it can happen anytime I've worked Mm -hmm. with with women with no kids i've worked with with men but yeah it's mostly women whose kids are a little bit older maybe they're already going to kindergarten or or they have help at home and they they're lost when it comes to their diet when it comes to losing weight a lot of my clients come with the one big thing i need to lose weight but the first thing we look into is is it because you don't know anything about food or is it because you've been so lost in this dieting culture that now you're completely out of ideas and you don't know where to go from from where you are now because most of the times that's the case they have tried everything or Mm -hmm. at least that's what they say and it's still no result whatsoever and they're completely 
exhausted and they just need a change. Okay, and uh, that change will be intuitive eating and having a healthy weight? We focus on habits. That's the first thing we do. And we focus on mm -hmm. adding in. Like that's the main difference between dieting and what we do. We start with what needs to be there in your diet, no matter if you've decided not to eat meat or dairy or whatever, you need protein. So let's say we, we, we start, actually, we normally start with water. That's the number one thing. We start with your water intake. How much are you drinking now? How much do you need to drink And then we, we start with adding little things like Amazing. a portion of veggies here and there, a portion of protein at every meal, healthy uh, sources of fat, everything that needs to be there. We add in, we add in, and we don't ever say something is forbidden. If you feel like it I and you've it. had your meal that contains everything it needs to contain, then go ahead eat it but chances are if you've had a really nourishing meal like let's say you've had fish with salad with quinoa or you know all three main food groups and mm -hmm. you're full chances are you're not gonna want to binge even if you have chocolate at home you would be able to have a piece and just leave it there which is something that sounds like a miracle for my clients when they first come <laughs> yeah. because I, I used to be this person like if I have a chocolate and I open yes, it that's it it's done it's finished <laughs> I, I couldn't understand how can a person eat one piece once yes. and leave that chocolate and right now I buy a chocolate every Monday and it's there till the rest of the week because I oh, eat a yeah. little bit but yeah I was that person I couldn't <laughs> this could happen I couldn't imagine it could happen to me and yeah that's the, that's the thing I'm most happy about when at the end of a program with someone when they say okay I I have a, a client who said now my daughter made healthy bonbons at home and I ate half with my morning coffee and I ate the other half the next day and she said it and she couldn't she still couldn't believe it happened because That's the first so day she said I have a problem with sweets <laughs> like everyone says yeah <laughs> it's amazing I I for me I am in the journey um but at least I can have chocolate and Don't like before I used to eat them <laughs> or I asked my husband to hide them. <laughs> um, he used to hide them all the time. I, 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 I said, please uh, hide them because I don't know how people can live with chocolate inside yeah. their house and yeah. not eat it. Yeah. And now I am in the process that the chocolate can stay there for a couple of days. And sometimes I forget that I have chocolate in home and, and then I go for a piece. Uh, but the problem is that I, I still have, Uh, ups and downs and sometimes when my self-esteem goes down then if the chocolate is in home yeah. <laughs> and I know what it is I know I'll take it. <laughs> well this is just one part of the game you know when you nourish the physical body uh, it gets a lot easier because you you start to gain your control back you can control yourself mm -hmm. around chocolate around sweets around your favorite foods that you love to binge on but The other thing is there's something else we talk about. We call it primary foods. And it's basically our relationships, our hobbies or career or anything that gives us purpose. Uh, physical activity is one of them. And spiritual practice, which would mean for some people meditation, for 
others just a walk in nature it could be anything but those four there's they're they're actually more important than the food in our on our plates and we need to take care of both of them at the same time like um, yes we need to start with nourishing our body because if a body is hungry and if you have been dieting for the better part of your life it's not gonna just go away you need to nourish this body and you need to do it for a good amount of at least six months until you can see a real sustainable difference Uh in the way you feel and the way your body expresses its needs because this is what happens those small things like i can keep the chocolate at home and not eat it this is what happens to to give you a clue if you're on the right way but again um you said it before i i still see ups and downs and i'm still on this journey i've been on this journey for 15 16 years now and um I'm not going anywhere. It's a journey. It's ne- it's, it's never going to end. I I still have ups and downs too and sometimes I feel like I'm very much in control and other times I feel like okay, I'm going back to square one. I want to binge eat everything I see. I want to buy a bag of chips and eat it. This normally happens if you've been on this journey for a long time. It happens when you have a down in your in your primary foods. So uh-huh. we, we have a tool that focuses on particular aspects of each and every primary food. And um, it's actually helpful because when you go to that tool and when you, it's, it's a way to measure things that are, aren't really measurable. You can't measure the quality of your relationships. But when you go back to this tool once and, you know, maybe once a month, once every two, three months, and you see if, if, what you're feeling right now is because of what's happening in your life or mm-hmm. is it just because your body needs something? And most of the time, if, if you've had this awareness with your food, then it's a primary food problem. But yeah, it's, it's, again, so amazing. Like said, it's just a journey. It's, it's a journey, but there is, I am very happy that uh, you are here to help, <laughs> to, uh, to help a lot of people with this journey because uh, most of all, all of us need some some guidance, someone who can guide us in this journey. It will be easier. And I love the fact that you are including everything, not only the nutritional part, but the mental part and all, all the aspects as humans, everything we need to find this balance. And I really love it because that's sustainable for the long run. And, and then we can transfer this knowledge to the new generations. I, I love what you're doing because I'm, I'm reading it. And I know that later on in life, my daughter will be in the beauty culture, like, you know, in the diet culture, like she will be exposed to everything. Yeah. And, and then I am, I am there to, to be a reference somehow. And, and that's why I'm more aware now, because if I keep dieting or, uh, using these terms in front of her, or if she observes that I have bad relationship with food, then I will transfer that problem to her. And I know that the journey is so difficult. I don't want to transfer that to her. So I really hope a lot of people find you. And I know that Bulgaria, maybe many people even is not aware that there is a problem because dieting culture is so yeah. accepted here that they even don't see it as a problem. Yeah. Yeah, so 
Thank you so much for all your job. And um, can you give us more instructions about how we can find you, your your uh, Instagram, where everyone can find you? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for your kind words. Well, I'm on Instagram as AB dot healthy habits uh, i have a website uh, which is in bulgarian still only in bulgarian ab.healthyhabits.com and um yeah i think you can find me by email but it's on the website you can find me on facebook with ab healthy habits and yeah that's my brand name if i can put it this great. way it's, it's great. A, everyone it's relatively her. new but it's just my name and um, i believe that we need to start with habits so that's how i came up with it it's amazing and i believe that you are one of the first ones uh, doing that work in bulgaria which is it's needed we needed that here <laughs> thank you thank you so much antonia for being with us it was amazing talking to you and I see you next time. Thank you so much. Thank you. Have a great day. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.